0: Previously, anyway, on The Adventures book, of Gigi.
1: Apart from that horrid, painful MTV bit that we- so ingrained in my brain when oh, she the- came out and took a shirt off. Were you around when that happened? I did all the people from The Sopranos, and um, <laughs> one of them stole from us. It was hilarious. I had to get my assistant to go back into the person's closet. I was like, go get the cashmere sweaters back. I love the fact that we went to shoot a soprano who had just been to the Oscars the night before was showing us a swag bag but he stole four really expensive cashmere sweaters from me
0: I like the fact that you had to steal back what he'd already I stole
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I like the pregnant woman walking behind him it was hysterical <laughs> I told the photographer, distract him while I'm walking behind him. We got them safely back. Outside. I love the fact that we went to shoot a soprano who had just been to the Oscars the night before, was showing us a swag bag, but he stole four really expensive cashmere sweaters from me.
0: I like the fact that you had to steal back what he'd already I stole.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I like a pregnant woman walking behind him. It was hysterical. <laughs>
0: Did you notice a shift in her personality at that time? Because she was quite tired and quite overworked. Did you notice anything? Oh,
1: I felt that, especially during the George Holtz one, because I kind of, I sort of politely kept my distance on the Cosmo shoot because I think her manager was, I think it was Louise. I kept out of Louise's way. And that's probably why I didn't get to, have much exchange there um, On the George Holt shoot I felt that Mariah was completely Overloaded Absolutely Overloaded She was being asked to approve The artwork from Something else I'm trying to address her She's being asked What time she can make that meeting She's on the phone with someone And I just went Wow So Things had changed. What what year was the difficult year when horribly public MTV? 2001.
0: Yeah, so it was around the same time. I just oh, don't know if it was y- before.
1: Y- good, good sleuthing, girl. Yeah. Okay. I felt that I was like, wow, this is a very stressful environment. And if I had still been in it, I probably would have ended up in rehab. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Right. Um, but yeah, it it seemed to me a lot less happy-go-lucky. I can't remember who the hair and makeup was, and I hate the fact that I haven't credited them, but I need to look at the original um, shoot. There wasn't like a loving, nurturing team there. I felt that she was taking care of so much on her own. And it almost felt to me like I've seen some artists fire their managers because they think they can do everything themselves. They want to direct their own videos. They want to set their own um, itinerary for their tours. And I, that's what it reminded me of. I, she she did have a manager and she mm. stuff was taken care of. But I don't know if they overloaded her or if she didn't realize that she'd got into a circle of too much was being asked of her um i have to read the book does it say in the book it's so good the book is so fucking good i cannot wait i'm gonna i i cannot wait to read it i've been waiting for some time at home to read it but i'm just wondering if that was a time when she was being so overloaded she'd been she was free from tommy by then yeah right
0: but apparently, he yeah. But he was, yeah, like,
1: but Ale- but he was really messing with her career. Yeah, that's at what, that point, that's
2: what I've heard. Yeah, like, he was he was the one who mess was messing with her music, messing with the movie, m- like having people follow her and what? even yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, he was like I don't. I'm not quite sure on the ins and outs of how he found out but he would be calling certain people up and saying I need this. I don't know how he found out that she was doing certain songs but like he would get the same artists to make the same I heard
2: about that. Yeah. I heard about the. Well wasn't what production company was the movie made under? Paramount or something? I'm sure and I'm Columbia. I'm not- and that's under Sony isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So he was still in charge.
1: I did read Excerpts from his book, A Alam posted bits where he's saying, I know in retrospect that I shouldn't have married her. And that also, also that the culture, I'm going to say it, the culture of needing um, firearms around her to protect her was just nonsense. Oh, yeah. Can we get into that? Talk about it in the book. She does a little.
2: She said that um, she talks about it in a specific story about how she like... Yeah ran away to go get french fries and there was like a lockdown in the mansion and tommy like held up jermaine dupree and it was like a huge thing and also i've seen like clips from other places and like fake you know documentaries that are not approved by her but like Mm -hmm. i want to know
1: was it really was it you know there were security people all the time which i didn't see on the on the big property but what i thought was ridiculous um wait so you were at sing sing yeah because and did we, she call she called it sing sing no she didn't call it sing sing at the time okay. oh. not at the time it was retroactively we did it was um, hill hill's jail i cannot believe that we didn't stay there we had to drive up from fucking manhattan at the crack of dawn to do the Christmas video. And not only did we do the official one, we did the B-roll one where it's all wobbly. Like Diane Martel directed the official one, Daniela Federici did the stills, the famous
0: one. outside the sleigh and the chimney.
1: And And the one with all of like the home video footage. The home video footage is a couple of guys and Diane was actually gracious enough to credit them when I said, "Um uh, I credited Diane Martel because you know I'm obsessed with crediting the right people, and she said, "Oh, blah blah, and blah blah did this bit, and I was like, "Thanks, Dan and um, is it for a different song, or is it just an alternate video because it's all wobbly and it's all that um it's taken in front of the houses where the people spend all year making." mechanical christmas dolls
2: it's
0: it's an alternate video so there was there's like lots of but
1: footage. also isn't miss
2: you most at christmas time that same footage too
0: but that's mainly the unwrapping of the presents which you were there actually basher i've seen your pictures yeah. right uh, with the mom in the living room around yeah. the tree that's mainly yeah. miss you most at christmas time but then cool also so. Follow up for Christmas is you is a mixture between the Santa Claus dress, the follicle yeah. in the snow. Yeah.
2: The snow and Jack. Jack is there, but she's also yeah. playing with Jack in the Christmas room with Patricia. Yeah, and- but then there's
0: also that one scene where she's in the Santa Mrs. Claus dress with the house yeah. behind her with a load of children. I think that's the And one the we reindeer. About. The yeah. reindeer.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the reindeer, the reindeer weren't actually reindeer, there's a it's another species and i cannot for the life of me remember it's not elk Elk. it's not it elk? Moose. i think it's elk it's not moose i talked to the guy because of course you bring animals on set and i'm all over it man i'm like <laughs> i'm like where the fuck where the fuck is the aspca guy because <laughs> every time you use animals on a shoot you're supposed to have um an animal welfare person and i'm like okay i'm in it <laughs> And I saw some of the animals like struggling to stay in the snow. So the guy, I helped the guy. So we got we got some wooden boards so that the animals had a steady footing. But they were a bit slippy, and I was like, if one of them breaks their legs, I am leaving the set and I am going straight to the ASPCA. I do not care. I w- I'm. I mean, it's okay. Uh, that's 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 who I am. That's my other life, and. I I care passionately about my animal rescue. And it includes if an elk breaks a fucking leg because it's being used for commercial entertainment purposes. But luckily, nothing happened. And Mariah was very sweet and she was very brave. And we were laughing. The fact that she actually put her face near it was, you know, she did it. She, She bit the bullet and she did it and it was great. And the guy was like, This one is really friendly. He's not going to do anything. The worst that's going to happen is he's going to try and lick your face, so don't worry about it. So it's all real. The sleigh is vintage. He owns it. He owns all – this guy owns all the animals. And I was like, wow, we didn't spare any money for this video. Um, And then the children dancing, I couldn't have given two fucks about um, (laughs) – My darling assistant took care of that. Um She made the little bobble hats that, so they all looked like little elves. Yeah. And either she, she didn't make them, there's no way she could have had time, but she found matching little stripy tops or something. She probably went to some cheap ass store or maces or something. She did a great job. She made it look like what it was supposed to, but I was not, I was so not interested in Mariah having a bunch of children in bubble hats dance around her. Um, but I realize it has its place. So okay, I'm glad
2: of, that's not the official version. It's like the alternate one. I'm really glad they didn't really like make years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It came out a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I, that kind of tells you where I'm at because my, I have a priority of what the end product is. And there are some things that I really couldn't give two hoots about. And that was one of them hmm. how, like, oh, thank God I have a, a really competent assistant. And I was really glad that she took over that so that we could carry on and have a heart attack about finishing sewing the little marabou trim on the, on her, on her neckline and on her sleeves for the little Santa outfits, which my friend had made. We, we got a dressmaker who I think, God, was it Martin or was it Ron Horn? I don't remember. But anyway, um, they were made so well and they fit her so well. I was so proud of that. Like we, it really kind of took a village because I think I remember like just sewing a fake seam up the back of it, knowing that it wouldn't show on video and make it just look, you know, it fit great. And she had, um, I think she had thermals on underneath. That I posted that really dumb, rare of me and Mariah and Sid and Billy where she's showing off her ring and I'm pretending that I'm day to sit well with my gloves, being, oh, how dare you. Um, And... (laughs) somebody
0: has a really nice christmas jumper on as well in that
1: yeah um billy billy said oh my god it's deliverance fag (laughs) he was like i'm the deliverance fag what was i thinking and i was like billy we were in the hut it was cold that was where we went for respite so that we could dry out because we all got wet and cold in the snow and and when i saw mariah in her granddaddy thermal one piece i was like oh yeah i remember sourcing that for her and she had to squish it on under her christmas clothes now was this the red and black one no the red and black one was put on in the evening when we'd finished with the mrs santa stuff She then, Uh she put on her own puffy jacket. I think she owned it or I bought it for her. I don't remember. I'm not going to say I acquired it for her because I I don't remember. Um, I have to have a lot of the memory holes filled in for me by Lambs who, I love it when somebody goes, oh, you were there and the date is so-and-so and and this is what you were doing. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous, but. I, you know, I can't remember everything, but I love the fact that I can remember a designer that she was wearing, you know, for one shot, but her ski pants were her own, the red and black ones she owned. And I don't know if she'd actually physically been skiing before or she just had them because it was cold up there, and she wanted to be outside, but then she got given a hard time wearing them again years later. You know that right? yeah
2: I love it though I love that this didn't she wear it at like um that festival up in Germany or in the mountains yes. somewhere?
1: yeah,
2: yeah, I love that when the the air was messing with her voice a little, but it sounded amazing, yeah,
1: yeah that was yeah good. you know oh, yeah. there's one there's one um performance that i cannot find any footage of and before i knew that there was such a thing as the lamely this guy from italy randomly and i wish i'd befriended him and i meant to and i forgot he sent me a clip of her being interviewed in the blue Adidas dress that I got for her from Adidas. And it was short and it was cute, striped right down the arm. And there he was, this sweet Italian guy interviewing her. And this Italian fan said, um, in, in really sweet broken English, she said, she look really nervous here or perhaps she's cold, please telling me I'm so sorry if this is an imposition and he was so sweet and I answered him and I was like no she we were just on the balcony and it was in between doing something and I don't remember what the something was but she made time to be interviewed and I have to say of a lot of people that I've worked with she does make time for the interviews and She was often just led like from one room to the other to the other and she had to tell the same freaking story about living on a mattress and the flood and the cockroaches and living with her roommates and having no money and then the story of brenda k star taking her uh uh tape to Tommy and blah blah blah
2: yeah but
1: um, but yeah i'm really sad that i i would have to go back to the very beginning of my um messages on facebook and i actually don't know how to do that i don't know how to skip to the beginning without scrolling
0: i don't think you I, don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you
1: can. You I don't think you really I think, the only way you can do that is to actually end up in a psychiatric world <laughs> Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like your if your phone glitches out, maybe. But yeah. I don't think that, no. I, I there's no way I can find it. And I told, I made the mistake of telling somebody about it, and they're like, "Have you found it?" Yeah, I was like. No, I've got things to do. I can't, I can't (laughs) scroll through years of messages. I just, I'm sorry. And I'm so sorry for this sweet Italian guy. And it was a performance that she did at Lake Garda, not Lake Como that everyone thinks it is, it's Lake Garda. And I've got pictures of the view from my balcony. And it was one of those moments where I thought, okay, I'm, you know, we're not getting the regular stylist. Fee for being on tour, but I was so glad to be taken on the promo tour. Got up in the morning and I looked out at this mountains and mist and thought, okay, sometimes this job is really nice. And I don't remember what she wore for it. It's a yearly festival in Italy, and I'm like, surely, surely it was filmed. And if it wasn't, what were they thinking? And a couple of lambs have looked for it and they can't find it. So it was the lake garda festival and she was one of the star features of it um so yeah i i have no recollection of what she wore um which is a shame so so that goes in with the you know the missing bin with my with my um i would say the polaroids are my top i want to cry i was so fucking mad at tommy
2: and i'm like that's something that's not in the book that like that he had such control over not you just know her but um, like everyone around the situation like that's fucking ridiculous
1: you know what darling i don't think mariah
2: knows but I- i'm sure she wouldn't be surprised by hearing it at all oh, no. and
1: not that's the thing not at all which is um i don't i have <laughs> absolutely no compunction in in this because it's something that could well have been in the book but it but the fact that she chose to talk about them when she went to, I thought it was Burger King, but I could be wrong, but whatever, it was a burger joint. Um,
2: yeah, was, I think you're right. Burger King, something like that, yeah. to get fries,
1: fries. Yeah, because I think I listened to a, a clip that just came up on my feed. And um, we were in Sony Studios in. Um, on 10th avenue that where everyone records and it's got big rooms it also had a big room that could be used for recording a video uh so it was really a sort of an in-house place but mostly recordings took place there and you had to get through mega security you had to be buzzed into like a big metal door to get into a lobby, and then you were faced with somebody behind um, a glass screen, and you had to, I don't remember having to provide ID, but I just said, I'm Mariah's stylist, and here are all the clothes, so whatever. We got through, and then you had to be escorted by some lackey that worked there to the studio where we were going to be working and um it was a big enough space it, for for my purposes it was too small because i felt like everyone was on top of me and i didn't have my usual wardrobe space it, it was a real thing with me i really needed to to be away from the fray and also sometimes i can't think straight when loud music is going on sometimes i can but if someone else's loud music and chatter is going on i absolutely can't organize my Brain creatively, so that's when I used to move a bit. And we were we were in this one place, or all of us. And I had some seamstress that I booked, and I realized that Mariah has these kind of Egyptian wraparound gold things on her arm, and there's this elderly lady behind her clipping something. And I was like, Oh my god, that is my shoot, and I had forgotten that I did that anyway. That shoot in particular had these two big potatoes standing on either side of the wardrobe and hair and makeup door and they were armed it's like why why are you even here she didn't need it she didn't ask for it I'm assuming she certainly didn't need it um in most of the situations that I saw and I just thought it was ridiculous so um yeah I mean there was a lot more instances where Mariah could have cited that kind of nonsense, um, but it was present. I I think one, was, one didn't see it very well because you couldn't tell these people apart from a regular security guy that wasn't armed. I don't know if Michael was. I love Michael. You know, the guy, um, the English guy who's in a lot of her pictures. Um, he was from South London, really, really sweet black guy. I love him. Anyway, I don't know if he was armed or not, but he really did his job well. But in England, you don't walk around armed when you're a security guy for a celebrity. You know, you just, it's not really the done thing. So that stuff was all a bit bonkers and really unnecessary. And I, you know what, I, I compared it to, I had to kind of go, why do I think this is so insane? And I know why. There was a store back back in the day called, um, it was on 57th Street, where a lot of the posh shops are, like Chanel and Bergdorf Goodman. And um, there was a boutique store there that you went to. Um, they were no good for stylists because they wouldn't loan to us. If you loaned, you had to pay 30% of the price. And if they saw any damage to it, you had to buy outright. So we avoided it. Anyway, one day I was walking down the street and a car pulled up across the street. From oh, it's called Charivari. It's now disappeared it was but it was one of the first ones that had lots of small, cool designers. M- Madonna and her mate got out the car, parked it up, walked across fifty seventh street and went into the shop. I'm not a big fan of Madonna; she just gets on my tits, It's fine. it doesn't matter, but the fact is that that was at the height of her fame. She was able to go with her mate shopping nothing, no security, no nothing because Lying low like that meant that you didn't attract it. Whereas I know that when we were in London, we went to Brown's um, because Mariah wanted to get some Chanel or we went to the Chanel store. Alam sent me a picture of me behind Mariah passing the Chanel store. I don't, remember it but I guess it happened because there's evidence but I think that Tommy made me call up the Chanel store and have it closed so she could go shopping so that in itself causes a rumpus do you know what I mean yeah I do I like how you said it like how Madonna how did
2: you say it? you said she lays low so it doesn't attract it like you know what I mean like yeah I feel like if you're that she could like manifest some sort of like negative attention yeah. by being so standoffish.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I saw Susan Sarandon in a in an upmarket grocery store on Ninth Avenue, pushing a pram with Tom, whoever she was married to at the time, the the actor, uh, really famous guy. But anyway, and the two of them were shopping together, and I was like, "Fuck me, this is A-list." Hollywood doing their food shopping <laughs> on an afternoon and no one is bothering them. So that that's all I have to say about that culture. So, you know, coming in on a shoot, I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't the Christmas shoot. It was something else we were it was dream lover because it was a really nice day. And I remember his helicopter coming in and landing in one of the fields near where we were shooting. And I was like, wow, that's pretty ostentatious. And it was the Sony helicopter. I don't know who had use of it, who owned it. I, I, I don't know, but he came in on the helicopter. And that that was sort of, here I am. Somebody asked me that when he showed up, did the atmosphere change on any shoot? And that was a really, really good question. And I, I don't remember it. I don't remember that happening because I was so involved in working and what I was doing. It may have for Mariah, for sure. She was, I mean, you know, she's hardworking. And uh, we did, there was one Sony conference down in Bournemouth. And I remember laughing at the difference between the hotel rooms I'd been in in Paris and Amsterdam that were like, oh, I could live here. And I was in this really fabulously shitty hotel (laughs) in in Bournemouth with horrible little coffee machine and a horrible air conditioner in my face with no proper window. It was great. It was great. But it was on the sea and me and her assistant took a walk along the coastline to really blow off the cobwebs of all the stress of this huge Sony conference that Mariah was coming in for, which was a very smart move. Um, I'm sure she didn't want to do it because it's just boring and it's talking to the whole of, I think Sony England was there. People probably flew in from different um European countries you know you know when people say he was all bad I know what he he was so invested in getting her to the top and he succeeded making her do things like showing up at um, a boring conference was great because they got to meet her they got to get to talk to the artists they were pushing and you know trying to get on their radio stations and trying to get interviews for on with their newspapers it it worked yeah really worked so I know I was no big fan of his but um I understand that he knew what he was doing and so when people totally slag him off and say she could have got to where she was without him don't you know I don't know enough about the industry but I know that he put everything into her one of the funny things that I supported her with was when we would come out of um a tv recording wherever it was and there were fans there and uh, Randy, the manager, and Michael, the security, would be like, Mariah, get in the car, get in the car. And she'd be like, no, there's some fans, and I want to sign. She was so sweet about stopping and signing things for the fans. I was really supportive of that. I think that's a lovely part of her. I, I like it a lot, and she, it's true, she does make time for them and always has done. And I I genuinely... I know she appreciates them, so... um we didn't really talk about that, though, but I know she, I mean, she's done it publicly many times. So I do have people that I genuinely like that I talk to, like, hey, and people call me. They just send me messages and say, hey, I hope you're doing well. How are the cats? It's just very sweet and very endearing and adorable. And, and they're just individuals. And then... um I definitely, as soon as I see any friction, I'm I'm out of there. And the thing is that I, you know, um, for a while, I was like, you know, the goddess of posting res. And then I made the, uh, committed the mortal sin of um, asking for credits. And, oh, and it was particularly about the George Holtz picture of her wearing the red dress. And someone, <laughs> such a great name, because that was exactly what she was. <laughs> I've never blocked anyone so fucking fast in my life but I it was really funny because I said that was when I said hey would you mind awfully um crediting the photographer which was George you know and I tagged him properly and I said and I styled it um unfortunately I don't have makeup info but it was shot at the Plaza Hotel for Movie Line magazine and she was like well if it matters so much to you and I heard that she'd copped an attitude. So I said, well, actually, it's not that it matters to me so much. I think it's just courteous. And also George is a friend of mine and I have my friend's backs. Billy laughs at me, but every time I tag him, he thanks me because he is, he's whatever, hes he's got other stuff to do. And I choose to, uh, you know, occasionally check that no one's fucking with my friend's pictures because you can't. And I said, well, you know, I'm not asking for anything unusual. It's really nice to be able to credit someone for the work they've put in. Just FYI, when you're doing a magazine shoot, you don't get paid shit, so it's not like you got paid a lot of money and you're not crediting him, but that's not even the point. And I, when I researched it about, I think about two or three weeks ago, um, copyright infringement, it's a real thing. If a photographer, this a um, couple of photographers that hire one person just to go through social media, and if someone's really making, say somebody took a picture of The Clash, and that person is still alive and somebody's making clash t-shirts using their picture that photographer is going to come in and shut them down because they haven't asked for usage of that photograph so if you say you know you are allowed to you know please go ahead and repost but please ask for my permission and and please credit everybody it's so simple and my photographer friend came in uh the guzmans who and it wasn't even their picture it was george Holtz's. and they were like please could you just please credit basha like what is wrong with you and so i just blocked her it, i was like i don't i'm not interested if you don't understand how this industry works if you think that these pictures magically appeared on on the internet and no blood sweat and tears was put into it then you've got a lot to learn honey so i feel quite strongly about that and i did do you know, I learned the legality of it. No one's going to, oh, someone said, oh, are you saying that this photographer is going to come after Mariah? And I was like, no. And I said, no, they're not going to come after her or me. They're going to come after the person that's posted it. And don't, there's a the thing about edits too which I get what people are trying to do. They're trying to be creative with stuff. But um, technically, they should ask the photographer. They should just send them a message and saying, do you mind me changing the color of the pant or the background or something like that? Technically, they should do that. But no photographer... Is going to come after anyone for doing that? It's not worth their while. Um, but if somebody really started selling stuff off a picture of Mariah, that would be a problem. Right, I've yeah. looked. I actually accidentally came across something where isn't doesn't somebody sell Mariah paraphernalia? Um, isn't there a site where like- somebody? do
2: oh. but like some people do, make their own and then some people like just slap whatever on to whatever
1: right yeah they better be careful because they they're they're lucky that the photographers don't either don't see it or don't give a shit so I have three things she wore Oh, the necklace is somewhere in my jewellery collection. I really need to find it. There's the Dries Van Noten sheer grey dress with the gold print roses on it that she wore in. You can't tell it's a dress, but she's wearing it as a scarf in that Uli Weber black and white picture. And um, I had it in my pile of things to sell to Real for Real. I removed it. Because I was like, no, Mariah wore this in a picture. That's one of my favorite pictures of her. I'm not selling this. And also the Luther uh, bodice dress, the bottom part of it got... (laughs) I had it in storage. I must have not sealed the box or I had it hanging. I think I had it hanging up in my closet because I didn't want it squashed in a box. And it got completely chewed up by moths. the bottom part of it. So... I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm not giving anything away, but I'm going to look at it again. It kind of makes me want to weep when I see the state of it. The top half seems to be untouched, but the bottom half, the moths really had a party. So I am not sure if I'm going to do visible mending and make it really cool and like designery and do like um, neon colored, like semi wool. I might fix the holes with bright colors I, I might do a test on it and see if that works
2: oh my and gosh the- can you tailor can you tailor my jeans oh my god uh, they're too they're too <laughs> they're too
1: big and they- I wish I had that program. put on a little COVID weight and right now I'm de- I'm denying myself all chocolate and cookies until I go to England because I it's not about vanity it's about the The fact of I want to get into the clothes that are my favorites. And if I'm not getting into my favorite jeans, that's not I'm not happy.
2: The button broke off my favorite jeans and they're a little too big around the waist.
1: Yeah. So I gotta fix that. That's so easy to do. Do you have a dry cleaner near you? Because normally they charge about twenty bucks to do that. Can they
2: can they tailor the waist and cinch it in too?
1: They have tailors at the dry cleaner. Almost every dry cleaner in Brooklyn has an in-house tailor with a sewing machine set up at the front of the shop. And that that's so cheap rather than going to a real tailor where you really need to have a suit made. It's not worth spending that money. You just go to the lady that, you know, sews little things. And sometimes when I was feeling really lazy... I would drop off some um, stuff that I needed hemmed and it would be like, you know, another 20 bucks. It's like, great, it's done. Um, But I, I now I'm sitting with a bunch of stuff that has to be done and it's actually quite zen to sit and sew at home. So right now I'm doing it myself. And if I get sick of it, but I'm not sure what to do with Mariah's dress. And then I've got the leather mini that's in perfect condition. I have no idea what to do with that. And real for real, we're not interested in who's worn it at all. They're not into you know what celeb has worn it before. Right. You had it, so there was. I was absolutely not going to part with that. Um, so I've got to think about it. And uh, I mean, the next thing I'll probably do is take a picture of it and then put it next to the picture of that Uli took of her wearing it and saying, hey, look, here's a piece I own before we went to London and Mariah borrowed it for the shoot. How about that? I mean, I don't know what else to do with it. i got to think about it. But, yeah, I did stupidly give stuff away that she's worn, and all the Adidas stuff, don't know what happened to it. I, I Yeah, I think I gave away my Adidas um, jackets, but um, she actually said that she wishes she still had the original mrs santa outfits and wonders who took them and i'm like i wonder too because after every time that something was purchased or made it was handed over it was either given to her assistant or like something like that that wasn't going to be used in real life was given to sony i don't know what sony did with it like someone has that and they're gonna make Lot of fucking money one day. Mariah They're gonna
2: so I don't it. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. That's that that. gonna
2: be um, that's like Marilyn's white dress on the subway yeah. like, in 10, 20 years. Like, and especially if the day may come that Mariah May might pass, like Christmas ensemble is definitely what she's gonna be remembered for. And especially if there's like a real one out there. I- I'd love
1: to talk to her and ask her where she literally went to go into the archive to choose what she chose to put in her book. Like, where was it? Was it a lockup? Was it uh, a studio at Sony? I actually asked my art director friend, who he's quite senior, and I asked him, does he know about accessing Archive, he didn't reply to that. He normally says hi to me. And I suddenly realized, you know what? I'm going up a a cul-de-sac here because if somebody like him could access it, he would have told me. And also Mariah would say, I've got the Santa outfit or I know where the leather jacket is that I wore in anytime you need a friend or the boots or whatever. I don't know, but I don't know who... The hell around her, you know, took stuff that she can no longer find because she does reference that quite often where she says, Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is. And it's really sad that no one was archiving her stuff properly for her to access
0: right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. that's like one of the most iconic pieces I
2: really especially because Tommy was like planning Christmas like I feel like he knew that years down the line that was gonna be a thing for her
1: yeah and you have to give him props for that but where the bloody hell is the outfit and why would anyone steal it I mean it's just it's really so mean and and so stupid. I can't imagine anyone. No one in America is ever gonna see that it's for sale. I imagine it would have by this point uh, exchanged hands in other countries. I, I don't understand. I'm at a loss. Um, and I wish. I really, really wish that I had put my foot down and created an archive. I used to write down everything that I was buying for her i used to do great big long lists one just would assume that that would just get put away somewhere safely i i, I don't know i'm at a loss so i'm sad about that and i saw the second one that was made for her that was copied and it's fine it's different the neckline is is different it's not quite as cute but whatever you know it doesn't look real
2: i don't know it looks like a costume version of the. Original,
1: you know, yeah, it does, and and it also makes me sad because it shows how much she wanted to have the original, even if it hadn't been the exact right size for her at the time. She could have had somebody copy it down to a T if you get a good tailor, they can do that um, just you know size it correctly and and copy it. That's what a good tailor will do. That's a real mystery when I was reading that really sad piece about Tanya Twist that I just found it's called the Mariah Carey files and I didn't even know it existed have you do you know it it's just on the internet uh,
2: I know what you're talking about. Mariah Carey files you just look like it's like a wikipedia got, almost
1: got loads of little pictures it's almost like the daily mail um you know line of shame but it's just got loads of things about did you know this and whatever and that's and the the Tonya stuff came up and it was really funny because I actually don't remember the date of when we got fired, but she said she was asked in October to do a project with her and it carried on from there. So um, I may have just finished off what I had to do to the end of 94 because people asked me if I did the St. John the Divine. When was that? Was that Christmas 94? 94. Right, because it looked like the clothing I got for her. So it's possible that we were out of the picture by then, but it looks like clothing that I acquired for her. And Um, so you were fired because of the Missy Mosa time photo shoot? It's broader than that. I was told that it was because we had her ear too much. We were too much of an influence on her. I mean what did you think I was going to do turn her into like a punk rocker or something I I I Billy used to receive phone calls uh any time of day and was a bit of a therapist I wasn't and I think Billy was a really really good friend to her when she needed it and um when she was at Sing Sing he used to pick up the phone to make sure it was still Billy because Billy was safe because he was gay and when we were casting for Anytime You Need a Friend, uh, I remember we were in hair and makeup and she was saying, oh, I'm not sure who I want in it, just as people around me. And she said, oh, Basha, would your boyfriend like to be in it? And I said, oh, Sean would have a blast. It would be great because she'd met him a bunch of times and we'd had he'd been at the Christmas staff dinner with everybody. And then she went, oh, you know what? Forget it. I'm so sorry. He's white and he's straight and he's too good looking so that was that yeah that's how silly things were yeah i
2: can't imagine the level of control they were really trying to get yeah
0: insecure really though that they were doing this like we wanted to be molded this way and anything else it's not gonna it's not gonna work for us and anyone who's straight and good looking that's not gonna work for us like how
1: I think it came from just you know who yeah, and it was just sort of like, ah, oh, what a drag, oh, you know, the other thing I wanted to tell you about before before cell phones when we were on tour, there was a curfew, there was an actual curfew of being back at the hotel
0: oh by by then,
1: yeah, was it like super early eleven. That is really early. And was this like anywhere you guys went? Yeah, I actually, I I remember actually having this conversation and saying, but we're just going out to the ice cream parlor in freaking Sweden in Stockholm or something. And it was, oh, or it may have been somewhere else. I don't remember. I just remember it was snowing in Sweden because there's that picture of her wearing my boots and it must have been oh yeah there is because I have a picture from my window and it was snowy in Stockholm but anyway we wanted to go out I thought I could really go out and go to some little cute bar and you know get to know the area like when you're in Hamburg why would you not go to a seedy well personally me I'd love to (laughs) at the time just go to some kind of you know cruddy local the real people type Mm -hmm. thing rather than Okay, so we've been to the restaurant. I've seen the TV studios. Now I'd really like to sit and have a glass of wine in a crappy bar. We weren't allowed to. And I said, are you, why? Are you sure? And she goes, well, I've got to be back at 11. Why? It's just not worth the aggro I would get if I wasn't here. So people say to me, did you see any of it? And I always say, no, I didn't. And I forget about that. That and my boyfriend not being allowed to be in the video. She knew how to? She knew what battles were worth fighting, and she wasn't going to fight the curfew one, and she couldn't fight the the good looking straight white boy in the video um, because it was a threat to him, and it's stupid. And, and I said, "But he's my boyfriend," and she said, "It doesn't matter." Yeah. So I, I actually, I was going to say I misremembered, but I sort of, I didn't, I didn't even blank it out. It just didn't even register that it was a thing. I just thought, oh, silly thing insecure twit but i didn't realize that there was this whole other stuff going on that i didn't know about that billy was privy to yeah
2: um
1: but that because i was less close to to her i didn't know and i feel just awful and I, i didn't understand the union um but i i'll just say one thing about rich powerful men and i've never felt this before and i've never worked around them before knowingly But there was one time when I was in the kitchen. I'm assuming hair and makeup was being done because there's no reason why I would have been in the kitchen with him and he offered me a glass of wine. I immediately said yes because I knew it was going to be good. And he opened up a a bottle of some lovely Barolo or something and it was heavenly because I was really into red wine at the time. I haven't drunk for 20 years, by the way. I'm a I'm a soberino. Um, I remember standing there with him, and he had on a really nice aftershave, and his shirt was perfect. And he was, you know how he was kind of a little bigger at one point, and then he went down a few sizes? But I think he was on the larger side at the time. And then I just got this, oh, my God. He exudes power yeah. just the presence in front of me. And it did nothing for me, of course, because, you know, I like crappy, scraggy, skinny boys in bands at the time. But um, I, I totally got why some women fall for that. And I'm not saying that that's what happened, but that I understood a certain level of why that might appear attractive to somebody. It was so fleeting and it was such a weird moment. It was part of my learning curve, but yeah, but it didn't last for very long.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like being with a, um, a CEO of a company and sort of being completely overwhelmed by what they exude. It's a little bit like
0: intimidation as well, I guess. It doesn't need to be that way. I mean, it's a, we're talking of a different time, I know, but like... sure. It, I don't, I just I think that fine there's power there of course he's there's power with CEOs operation managers blah 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 all that kind of stuff whatever hierarchy but like in a way there is that obligation to kind of humanize themselves a little bit to make them feel a bit more approachable so that they can keep yeah. their finger on the pulse a little bit it works for them as well as everybody else
2: yeah.
1: that's a good that's a really good point yeah 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 I mean, I think I was completely a square peg in a round hole in that Melia. I really do. Mm. And somebody asked me what my favorite moment was ever with Mariah. And there's others, but there's one that sticks out. And it's when we were in London and she said, oh, I, I went shopping and I went to Tower Records. I've got something for you, Basha. And she and this is when I realized that she really got me and it really touched me. She got me a DVD of the Morrissey videos and the Smith stuff. Oh. And so she knew I was, I mean, she knew I was an alternative music girl. And- Did you know about her secret album? I know that was a little after yeah. you- I've heard about it since then, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> I know. And it's like something that she wanted to get out of herself creatively. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen the pictures um, and uh, yeah. So, you know, I, she taught me a lot because when her hair and makeup was being done, she would listen to gospel tapes on the, she had like a big double tape deck or a CD player that she used to put stuff in. And she genuinely listened to proper gospel, like, the real thing that she's talked about in interviews. And it was for real, because that's what she chose to listen to when she was, you know, getting everything done. So, um, and then uh, I don't remember her particularly listening to a lot of other female contemporary artists at the time. And um, there was the interesting, uh, oh, I remember Tommy saying to me, right now it's all Whitney and Mariah is going to be the new Whitney but not yet and it's going to happen and I was like okay and so there was a there was kind of a little bit of a professional rivalry there so I was really pleasantly surprised when I saw that duet
0: right were you a fan of the duet
1: i haven't watched it that much okay. i think i think i've only watched it once do you like it is it i love it i, I think like it's it. okay yeah, i love but it what song do they do
0: when You Believe, for The Prince of oh, for the...
1: for the cartoon
0: movie. I'm glad that it happened then, because if it had have happened... Early on in Mariah's career, their tones were very similar, and it would have been a bit too like which one's singing, and it would have been a bit too much of a battle. But by nineteen ninety eight, she was doing different things with her voice, and I feel like it was a much nicer and a much more I want to say organic. It was.
2: She just... brought the breathier moment, and then Whitney brought a more full-bodied. Yeah. And it yes, I liked. I liked
1: that a lot. Actually, it was oh, yeah. I totally... two individuals. I I totally get that. I really, really do. Yeah, I was glad that that happened. Um, it's a very precious moment. I actually worked on uh, Whitney's last video. Actually, was it her last one? Um, the um, million dollar bill? Yeah. Oh, it, was nice. a, it was a really horrible experience at, at, uh, because of the director. But um, yeah. I remember being really stressed out because I had to dress so many extras. I remember going outside for a cigarette. And she was sitting there in her sparkly gown and she was like, Do you need a light? And I was like, No, I'm good. How are you doing? She was like, I'm okay, thanks. honey. she was so normal and sweet. And there was a great moment where she had to bend over. It was kind of like uh her doing a private little uh concert in um a small nightclub and lots yeah. of I had to oh god, it was such hard work. I was really my ass was whipped. Um at one point. I don't know what they have her doing, but I think she's bending down to reach out to a member of the audience. And the director says, Oh, you can mime this bit. And she just stood up and she said, Whitney, don't mime. And it was fabulous. I was like, That's such a great moment. Like, mm, 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 mm. I was like, You are wonderful that you just were like, Nah, there ain't no mime in the coming out of my mouth. <laughs> i love it yeah i know i'm sorry she's gone i'm truly sorry there for the i was gonna say there there for the grace of god goes anyone who's ever parted too much and didn't know when to stop
0: right right yeah.
1: yeah it's really awful but yeah so i'm yeah i'm really glad they did that that was that was really super do you guys have a favorite duet
0: I think mine is probably the way you believe.
1: okay.
2: <laughs> a favorite duet with Mariah. Yeah. What else does she have? Like, she's got endless love. Ooh, she's got I'll Be There. That's kind of a duet. She's got when you. I do really love when you believe.
0: There's loads of rap moments. I love a, a rap moment.
1: All the collabs. I do love
2: all the collabs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, how did you guys? And then after you guys have told me how you personally felt, how did the rest of her fandom take her big jump into bringing in lots of rappers and making, like, really giving them their moment in her videos and stuff? How did you guys feel about that? And how did the rest of Palamas feel about it to
2: me i think that's the i think that's like her defining moment of her career yeah yeah i think that is her like butterfly is my favorite album and sure. i think i think that it's the perfect 90s moment like yeah. i yeah. love i love how the style is like halfway the old stuff and then halfway new but it's like all it's all perfectly 90s like I know that 90s is really in right now but I've been really obsessed with that
1: since I've discovered her I'm I gonna listen to that after I'm gonna listen to that this afternoon yeah butterfly if, if it's your favorite, I will listen to it and Gath, what's yeah. what's your what's your, favorite, what's your favorite album
0: mine is The Abantipation of Mimi
1: Oh, really? Interesting.
0: And then Butterfly. Oh,
1: okay.
0: It should be... The
1: butterfly's better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It
0: should be be Rainbow, because when I was a kid, I was like listening to her on top of the Pops in the UK, like, performing Without You, because that was number one. My All. My All wasn't number one over here, but I remember hearing bits and knowing, oh, it's Mariah, it's Mariah. But I didn't really jump on fully the lamb train until heartbreaker which was again a collaborative moment It had a remix as well oh,
2: anyway.
0: and sure. loved that album um was here for the whole thing but then i was really blown away by by uh, you know every, rediscovering her music properly like fully like with each album in between that in between rainbow and the emancipation of baby but when the emancipation of baby came out it was every single song on that album is single worthy but also, it's what the album represented at that point in her career as well, like we just had glitter and char bracelet, and that's what it was, fine, whatever, um even though great records, but the emancipation of me was like, "Don't ever write me off,
1: yeah, 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 gotcha, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: living for that always, but I do like what Butterfly was and what it did at that time as well,
1: yeah. Um, You know, I was trying to think um, and it was something that I read in the piece about um, how dedicated and hardworking and organized um, Tonya Twist was and I was like, God, this sounds just like me where I didn't sleep until I made sure I, I had everything or everything was corrected or or sewn or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So when we were doing um, Dream Lover for Top of the Pops, I got my niece and nephew to come down on the train and I asked Mariah and her manager if they could come and meet her and they did. And they were so, because they were, I can't remember how old they were, like nine and 11, possibly a bit older, but they, they realized, I think they realized how huge it was what you know who they were meeting and what it meant and all that and we were uh we had like a morning off and I suddenly realized we were actually at the top of the pop studio and I realized that I had left a bra behind in the hotel and I had a fucking nervous breakdown an absolutely nervous breakdown and it it reminded me of the story that tanya twist said that mariah asked for a dress that she couldn't find so she actually booked a seat on the plane for this dress to get to get it and in the end they found it amongst the trunks so oh my god was- that's a whitney story too the whitney- yeah and i and the thing is there was nothing that i wouldn't have done to make sure that i got my job done because i was never gonna fail and there was no such thing as No, I can't get it. No, I can't do it. It was not going to come out of my mouth. So I said to my niece and nephew, it was such a waste of time because we could have had such a nice morning. We had to get, I said to the tour manager, can I use one of the cars to go back to the hotel? And he said, well, there's a Jaguar available, but I don't think I I can get away with charging it to the tour expenses. So you'll have to pay for it. I said, I don't fucking care. I said, just get me a car. I need to go back to the hotel. We got the bra, we got back in time. And I, my niece and nephew love that story because they saw the insanity of my job that I paid a fortune to hire a Jaguar to take me back for a bra that I had ready. And it just didn't get put in the bag. I don't know why you did what you had to do. And that's when a stylist's life and job becomes like so crazy. But, um, just from just a a little styling tidbit, during the Anytime You Need a Friend shoot, the the second version, the one that came out, um, where she's leaning against the wall and her hair is swishing and she's got the leather jacket and you see some bare leg and the boots. And it's, I love it. I love how that's shot and it makes her look so beautiful in the way she really works. The camera is great. And um, I was having kittens because I could see the bra through the t-shirt and I was like oh my god I've got every t-shirt under the sun here and I don't have time to fit another one and I and I can see the bra and I'm going to die and Billy said you need to calm down it's going to be fine no one can tell it's just you being a perfectionist and you can't see a th- Thing in the video this is what we become yeah you can't help it because you know one video's already been scrapped through no fault of my own but I was like I'm not going to be the reason for you know this one to be scrapped there was no way and there was no point in me going to a store to try and find one I knew I had the perfect one I knew where it was it was the Time before everyone had a cell phone, so we we were still working on landlines a lot. And I was like, you know what? There's just no way around this. I have to do this the hard way. That's going to cost me, and I'm going to make it happen. And it will all be fine. Oh my god, that was awful. Um, But anyway, yeah. And then also, you know what? During the um, people call it the Thanksgiving film, but you know, you know the um, the really early the Proctor's Theater Proctor's one, yeah. That's a video on it, on its in its own right, right? Yeah, people call it the Thanksgiving special. Yeah, or Dareth, what do they
2: call it?
0: The Thanksgiving special. It it was actually called Here Is Mariah Carey. I think that
2: was the and then wasn't there also? It's (sighs) I swear there's another name for it, but it's literally.
1: Is Is it because there's bits of her? Like I've got that little picture of her and her two friends on the stoop. Is are there like bits in it that aren't performance? At the end of it, there is clips of the backstage
2: with her and Josephine in the truck. Yes, and there's... um, I think there's maybe a Dream Lover music video or behind the scenes of the Dream Lover music video.
0: There's also... Oh, and everyone's
2: eating pizza. They made everyone pizza. Oh, I remember. Oh, yes,
0: yes, they did. Yeah, everyone yes. made pizza yeah.
2: and there was a field. There was a field
1: and Mariah was driving with the bandana and she looked like a normal person. Come and on, I thought... There. And I got a really nice picture of that. That was cute. There's,
0: there's also on there. There's a performance I think of Hero, and she's wearing like the black waistcoat. Yes, that is top. that
2: is the version With they the snatched that off. and turned that into the music video for Hero. Yes. Yeah. So,
1: so I posted my fitting picture of that waistcoat, and one of the lambs was like, "Oh, isn't that the one from Hero?" And I said, "Really." I said, oh, my God, it actually got filmed. I said I was so upset because I love that military waistcoat. I was so happy.
0: They didn't use that as the main video. They used the performance with the long blue gown. I think it was a Calvin Klein gown you mentioned. It
1: was, Um, yeah.
0: You have pictures on your Instagram where she's wearing the baseball cap for the fitting. Uh, Yeah, so they used that one. From the actual show as the main video, but then there's that one with the military waistcoat with the buttons that you've just explained. There's that at the end of the DVD or VHS, as it would
2: have been. Oh, interesting. And isn't there, I just saw a clip of Hero, what the music video was going to be, and Endless Love, actually. I saw the video for that, and they're very similar ensembles. They're not the same, though, right? One of them's like a coat, like a like a vest and the other ones like the dress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, um, I was wondering about that because we, we asked, well, not we, the producers had the fans come up to the front of the stage because it was supposed to look like a real performance and it was, but it wasn't like, Oh, you know, here's Mariah Carey performing at Proctor's theater. Come get your tickets. La la la. It was an invited audience and, They shot it very carefully to make it look very intimate and they kind of succeeded in that. But um, I always get asked questions about that one for some reason um, because there was a big, I think there was uh, probably some people were critical because she had got to where she was without ever setting foot on an actual stage in front of an audience. And that was when we were sort of, we eased into it gently like, okay, let's go up to Schenectady first. And then then we started doing the sort of LA, Philadelphia, Miami, blah, blah, blah. By the time we actually got to, you know, I think we did the, I think we did the promo tour of Europe before she did actual performance in front of audiences um that was just the way it was you know chosen but I don't see anything wrong with that it it sort of worked for her she had to just do a lot of meet and greet show herself to people that were going to be supporting her and selling her and all of that and then it sort of took off from there so
2: what do you think about that though like A lot of her earlier things were like mostly pre-recorded shows, right? Or like her biggest things. And then, yeah, she did tour, but they were like kind of short. Do you think that that like affected
1: her career now? I mean, I'm trying to think how many songs were done for the actual performances. It wasn't as many as, you know, for a regular gig. And I just remember people saying oh she doesn't really move around much and it like she's not a dancer like madonna or whoever else was around doing stuff at the time like that is there was there any criticism actually i have read some comments of people talking about the quality of voice i mean you know when you get older it is going to change it just means that she's going to, you know, work within what she's got and it's still going to be good. But um I mean, and she's are, a legend. So and, I mean, are people afraid that she's going to lose her, her whistle or something? I mean, <laughs> I mean, so what? It's fine. You know, I think the world would end for some people if that happened. I do realize that that it's very important for some kids. I remember when we were in Germany, either Dusseldorf or Munich, I can't remember. We landed in Dusseldorf at like one in the morning, and it was a, a bit of a, a thing for me to be there because there's a band called La Dusseldorf, and they're like Kraftwerk, and they're very German, electro stuff, That very sort of slightly underground. Love them, love them, love them, and I was so... It was like a dream come true to like, oh my God, I'm seeing the scene that's on the front of the album cover. So it was great. And then, next thing, next thing I know is that Mariah's having a meltdown because she's broken a nail and it's one o'clock in the morning. She wants a manicurist. And the concierge at the hotel is saying, I'm afraid I cannot provide that for you right now. I am very sorry. I can do the best in the morning. I'm afraid there is no manicurist in, in Dusseldorf. At, this time of night and I was laughing (laughs) so hard I was like yeah we we kind of got to go with the flow when we're in another town and then I remember hair and makeup being done I was lying on the bed and I was getting stomach pains and Mariah said oh have a drink and I suddenly thought shit she's she's found me out I actually thought I don't know what that means whether she was just joking or whether she meant have a cup of tea, or she meant have a drink drink. And I ended up going to the doctor and her manager organized it for me, sent me there. And I had some tests and the doctor said to me, uh, Mr. Mosca, your liver has extreme toxicity. Um, I uh, would recommend um, that you um, uh, don't perhaps drink. Uh, things are not so bad, but um, you must take care of yourself. And I left there and I used it as a fucking dinner story. That's how stressful it was. I don't know what anyone else was doing to keep things at bay. I know people were smoking part around. <laughs> I didn't do part. I know that it was somewhere in around, especially when we were in Amsterdam, but I didn't take part in that. Um, but I, I got a little warning. That was a little warning like, OK, girl, what your de-stressor needs to, you know, you need to stop de-stressing by using this. And it's funny because Mariah is um, no stranger to having a tipple. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I look at people like that and I think, I don't know how you do it because for me it's all or nothing. So that's why I had to stop. So, yes, I'm a little bit sensitive about, no, I don't mean sensitive for me, but just like, you know the culture of everything being made better by drinking it's like be careful because there's lots of kids out there listening And it, it's not a criticism because clearly there's no problem there so that why would anyone stop to think about that do do other people have booze contracts people have lots of contracts don't they
0: in terms of endorsements? Or, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a lot. Mariah's had them. Has
2: she done, oh,
1: besides Black Irish?
0: She had, it was called Angel in like 2009, like some kind of wine. I don't know if it was like
2: something really? she,
0: yeah, it was around the time she released her album, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. And I uh, mean,
2: I definitely, I tried Black Irish, but I, I haven't been drinking a lot. Like when I turned 21, I drank a lot that year. But ever since then I was like I don't like that and it's like kind of gross but I sometimes I, I like champagne or wine but I really have been drinking a lot less
0: in the UK it's like 18 so it's the same thing when you turn 18 Gia like you go crazy 18 you probably go a bit crazy leading up to 18 as well but like 18, 18 you go crazy so it's probably the same like in in the U.S. I don't know like I went crazy for a few years not to an addictive problem but just like for a fun moment but like I could stop and I think that like now I'm 36 years old and I'm just like I like to enjoy a drink I don't like to drink to get drunk that's not my goal anymore like it's nice to have good a drink. For you. good for you yeah.
2: yeah yeah and the culture in America about how alcoholic is just so it's so accepted. Like I guess I do like it. Like I went on the plane, I had a splash because I was a little nervous and anxious. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, I don't know. Well, I when I when I stopped, people were like, "Why are you doing that? You're English. It's what you guys do." <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't understand. You don't understand that I've had a two year hangover because of the stress of my job. And it's time this stopped. (laughs) I made the decision. Like, I can't believe people were saying that to me. And they were like, why are you doing that? You don't, you're not in the gutter, like in your own, (laughs) it's like, you don't have to be. You, You just know when it's time. When it stops working yeah. for you, and what happened was, all the money that I was spending on on booze and partying, I started rescuing cats. And because of me not drinking, there are hundreds of cats that are alive in happy homes. So hey, it's win win. Aww, that's a good thing.
0: That's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I kind of some some idiot said to me, "Aren't you just turning one obsession into another?" And I was like, I'll oh, go fuck yourself.
2: I need like your tips though. Like, what are like basic necessities that you need to have? Like, I feel like because I'm, I don't know how to fucking dress anymore
1: ever since the pandemic. Like, so, like I, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what is your life like? Is it, a, is it very home based? Do, do you get to go out at all? So, I am, I'm going to be a hairstylist. I go to beauty
2: school. I've got, basically but yeah I do have a lot of home what do they call it loungewear now. Sure, yeah, every, of course. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, the panorama happened and all <laughs> that. Panorama. I love that. <laughs> but I do need to get some jeans tailored. And I've got a few I've just invested in some like statement bags, you know. But like okay. what does what does one need? Like I don't feel like I feel like I Don't have, I threw out a lot of my clothes when I was that I wore around when I was like 18, 19, 20, because they were really like crappy and they were very extra, you know? They were very, you know? (laughs) So I'm just like, I'm 25 now and I'm not like 18. So I'm trying to like be more of a business professional, but still younger. But I don't know what, like, what should I invest in?
1: I can actually do a little uh, kind of a m- mood board, a storyboard for you. Um, what? How tall are you? I'm like six one. Fuck off! <laughs> it,
2: it sucks. It's really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's terrible. I
1: love. I love, I love I love the fact that you're six one. That is so awesome. I
2: mean, it works, but like, I totally have no idea what to do, what to wear. I know that I've been you wearing the mom me. jeans. I've been trying to. I had like a quarter life crisis. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's cool anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: Well, okay. So first of all, um, I'm going to impart my mother's wisdom to you, which will. Uh, you you already probably know it, um, which is, darling, always be, always be ready to re- open the door and receive guests. Never be caught in your really shitty sweats. And I know, and the thing is, I have to practice it on myself. I have to stop myself from, if I know I'm home all day and no one's coming, I might stay in pyjamas all day and it has a psychological effect on me. And even my sister, who I get on with her only if I agree with everything she says, um, I was like, don't lecture me about dressing and the psychology of it. And I was like, you know what? I've got to admit she's right. That like, you know, put some day clothes on and it has a psychological effect. And I said, I know, but it, it doesn't quite work the same as when you're all like ready as if you're um, about to, to work. There's such a fire. Oh, but you only need about six basics for your wardrobe. I swear to God. Don't be afraid of throwing in like a little cheap moment of inspiration. Like you can go to your local notions store. And if you, if you have a plain black sweater, or if you have several, so you can have uh, a cashmere sweater or something. I actually bought some speeded and sequin epaulettes to, I haven't got around to it yet, to sew onto a sweater that's got moth holes in it. So um, what I've been doing is um, the tourniquets that were being used on me in in hospital were bright orange. And I started using them to cover up the moth holes and I did them so it's invisible mending. So I've got stripes of like punk rock, bright orange rubber tourniquets with black stitches covering the moth holes. So if you've got anything that's fucked up, don't give up on it. Just rethink it.
2: I did that with a pair of my jeans. I wasn't allowed to wear them to beauty school. And I, okay. I, because they were ripped and I sewed patches over them. And you now they actually them. are my favorite and they look really good.
1: See, there
2: you go. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the thing is, as a stylist, I should be able to do that. It's like, I always say, If you can't walk into your own closet and, you know, reinvent your own possessions, then, you know, what what kind of a stylist are you? And I know that I've got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of stuff I don't want to part with. I just have to learn how to wear it again.
2: But I think I need to do that, too. Also, also, I do need to get I do need to get new stuff, too, because like, yeah,
1: there's a three quarter coat that I gave to one of my favorite veterinarians that was Versace and it, it was pinstripe. And I used it on so many guys in photo shoots and it made everyone look like a rock star. And I I wish I owned one and it's three quarter length. Oh, wait, it's actually the same length as the black leather jacket that Mariah wears that everyone rags on her for, like she, the, the whole leather ensemble that she wore. Yeah, it would be really worth keep going on the internet looking for you know a three-quarter length jacket even if it's not pinstripe because it's just so cool looking and again you can wear it and and don't throw all your skinny pants away it doesn't matter what people say i don't care what the business of fashion that where i don't do you know that website bof business of fashion no but i know about the skinny jeans they're not in style okay. anymore yeah so yeah. bof bof is a really good resource of sort of what's hot and what's not but they're actually they talk about it in a very professional women's wear daily way but i would never get with my skin to save my life there's no way and also i can't wear anything too baggy because um i'll just trip over and end up you know, face planting. It's not going to (laughs) happen. I normally take two suitcases and that's not going to happen. I end up wearing the same three pairs of jeans. And I found a pair that I can get into despite my extra COVID pounds. I was like, great. I got into them. They've got a little military white pinstripe down the side and they're black. I'm like, done and done. And there, they've got um, a frayed edge at the bottom. They're just cut off. I'm like, I I got my pants for my trip. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Nottingham either. It'll be really interesting to see what people, what the girls who go out at night are wearing. I have no idea. My um, ex-boyfriends, most of whom were American, always go, so where are the rest of their clothes? And we were sitting in a chip shop. (laughs) We were sitting in a chip shop once, and a bunch of girls went by and we were both in like winter coats with hoods up and he said is there somebody following them holding their coats no, and he said, <laughs> no. no darling this is it they're so probably walking barefoot <laughs> so, yeah it's a thing in certain towns and they <laughs> I'm I'm gonna rag on my own country here, but the further north you go, the, the kind of the worse it gets. And they all look like slags. They completely look like, t-tots. and they are. They've got they've got skirts that are as short as belts. It's a wonder you can't see their knickers. They've got little bangles. Sub zero temperature, and they are <laughs> out for the night. And I'm like okay so my theory is they don't want to wear a coat because they don't want to have to queue up for the coat check when they're all ready to go on to the next bar because that takes drinking time away from them (laughs) are you with me on this gareth yeah is that a a possible theory
0: i think that's a definite and also, it's
2: and, also, and also it's
1: probably hotter in the place that they're at yeah Inside. and then drinking too yeah. yeah yeah and also you get the drink as what they call the drinking jacket you drink yep. so you feel a bit warmer which is actually dangerous because people have died thinking that yeah whatever there was, one, <laughs> there was one death a girl was oh my god really a girl yeah it was somewhere in the midlands and a girl was shit-faced she got the cab to drop her off she couldn't find her way to her front door and she died of she she froze to death she she sort of collapsed drunk and she froze to death I was like oh that's a lesson but my other theory is is that you don't get to show off your hot body because <laughs> you, you, you got a hot body so you're out for the you night die. girlfriends and you're showing it off, and well, my my American boyfriends are just completely poleaxed by it.
0: The thing that I remember from living up, up there, and I've been out in Nottingham and whatnot, but like I remember sometimes the people wanted to expose their body, didn't? And I, again, I don't want to shame anybody, but sometimes they didn't have the body for the clothes they yep. wore.
1: Yep, yep, yep. There's a, <laughs> There's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. They don't care.
0: <laughs> so- they don't- just a bit like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's a whole other territory, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
0: And of you know course, what? They should feel fine about it, but like, is it worth it? No. <laughs>
1: you know what's so funny is one of my favorite sort of, I've never really gone into it with everyone. Obviously, we won't now, but um, is when people come out. Oh, like one of the models that I worked with um, when I was doing Macy's.com and making crappy clothes look better by putting one good thing with it oh
0: yeah that's very victoria beckham i feel
1: do you know what i did to one of her dresses once i bought i spent four thousand dollars which was several months of rent i went and bought it at Bergdorf. i took the tag off but i kept the plastic bit in my (laughs) client wore it to an event at cipriano's and i said please call me When you get home and tell me that no one burnt a cigarette in it or that you didn't spill anything on it, and she said, "I'm home. Don't worry. All is good." I put the tag back and I took it back, and they took the dress back. (gasps) Oh yeah! Wow! Do you know that? Do you know I did that with Mariah a bazillion times? (laughs) Buying, buying shit and putting the tag back on it after they've worn it,
0: and they don't know that they've sat on a gold mine.
1: (laughs) idea and every stylist dreads returns we call it what are you doing today oh I'm doing returns I couldn't get I I couldn't get an assistant to do it. Yeah you have to be very careful that shops are onto us these days so I would not like to be doing that. Oh bless our hometowns. But um geo <laughs> darling how much time do you spend at your beauty school? Like seven hours a day eight hours, seven and a half. That's a long haul. It's full time. Yeah, it's set five days a week. Five days a week. Do you wear your hair down, or do you? Do they make you take it up? Your hair looks. I wear. Great.
2: I wear it like this. It's yeah. a really
1: nice. It's a really nice cut. Mine's Thank actually you. got. Mine's actually got a decent cut, but I just it it was. I had to take it off my face. I can't bear it right now. So I'm going to come up with some ideas for you. Have you ever done? A long sleeve black shirt tucked into a pair of tailored pants. That's what and I was... It, I need that. I need that in my life. I see that about you because there's a really nice... There's an edge to you. And you could totally carry that off. Like that band, The Caused, which there's no reason why you would know who they are. There's this Irish band. Oh. Yeah, I'm actually... They're actually about to broadcast the podcast where I talk about styling them. But anyway... Um, I think it's just called The Cause Podcast. But anyway, getting a shirt that you button up all the way up to the neck, make it look really military, and then just tuck it into a really nice fitting pant, flat front. If you can get a pant with two pockets, slant pockets, so which... Also, I always feel gives you an edge. And I always like one with um, a military stripe down the side, like a, a, a black grosgrain ribbon. And I got a pair by one of the expensive designers, Eric Som. I got a pair on sale from Bergdorf's and I've got to see if my arse will fit into them now because <laughs> fucking Jaffa cakes sitting here eating a whole pocket of Jaffa cakes. I
0: love Jaffa cakes. <laughs> my
1: ex... My ex-boyfriend has an English restaurant and shop, and he gives me everything for free. And I realized that's what happened. I was sitting here not thinking about it and just suddenly like, oh, my God, I've just eaten the whole box. <laughs> what I used to do is go out. The first woman I would see walking past my house, I'd say, could you do my dress up for me? And they're like, sure. And nothing. I mean. This is my, my neighborhood is so cool. No one thinks anything of it. I would have to make sure that as I'm leaving the party, I ask someone to unzip it enough for me so that I can make sure I can get out of it when I get home. So (laughs) I haven't written my disabled dressing essay yet, but one day I will, but it's it's fine. I get around, I can manage, it's all good. Has anyone come and given you um, a hard time for expressing anything other than a fawning? adoring opinion
0: i don't know i'm quite good at ignoring I don't really.
1: Ha- i haven't paid any attention if they yeah. have so good, good yeah. for you yeah don't i think that's such a sane way to be yeah, I, al- yeah. I always yeah.
0: set out for this when, when we started it it was always going to be a safe space where pe- people can say I don't agree. People can say I don't like what you have said, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be like, oh, why? You know, we're Lucky. okay, you know. But if people start getting abusive with yeah. what they're going to say, then they get ignored. It was yeah. going to be a safe space for people to speak
1: yeah good That's,
0: for you but yeah no i've really enjoyed today i'm so glad we finally got to speak to you i was so excited about it
2: um, it's too. not okay at first i thought you were a photographer and i was I like thought thing. i wasn't as excited as when i found I out you were a f- stylist i'm not gonna lie i got very very excited i was like okay 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 <laughs> yes i would yes. have been
0: excited whether you were a photographer or a stylist No, <laughs> well, i mean anyway. i
2: was excited but, but i wasn't like I'm not into photography. Like, I'm into styling. Like, obviously, Mariah's cool, like, to talk about whatever with. But literally, this is way more up my alley than photography. So I was like...
0: I knew that. I thought as soon as we get recorded, G is going to change. And you pop pop, 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 pop. and that's
2: exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh,
1: cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, cute. I- um, so, anyway, well, my darlings, do you are you good? Um, we I've had such fun talking Same. to you and just cool. laughing with you. Super
2: this was a moment. This is so much I'm- fun, <laughs> and,
1: and I'd love to I'm do like, it again. I, Honestly, it's adorable. I love the fact that I didn't know you, and it's. I don't know how many hours we've spent chatting, talking clothes, talking heavy shit. I love you guys.
0: Oh, well, you are, of course, our new friend at the Adventures of Gigi. That's our podcast.
1: I'm not much of a podcaster and I don't know. You know what it is? It's because I listen to Radio 4 all the time. Okay. Or 6 Music for new cool bands I um, yeah. but, but I will, for sure.
0: Okay. Well, it's interesting. We, we aren't, we, we're positive.
2: You don't
1: have to, you definitely don't don't have You
0: you don't have to, but if you have time, of course, feel free. But like, we're very, we're very honest about our interpretation of Mariah and her music and things that surround her and everything. We are, you know, we'll say what we like. We'll say what we don't, you know, thank you so much for joining us.
1: I'm going to send you lots of love. Same to you. And Mm. and, um, have a great afternoon. Yeah. Okay, darlings. Lots and lots
2: of love. And to you. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, 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 bitches. Like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and, you know, do all the things. All right. Bye bye.